Hi, I'm Liz Kapko, and I'm the host of the L Podcast. This podcast is all about L's, so letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are, what we want out of life, and how the hell to get there, leveling up in life, and most importantly, learning to love ourselves in the process. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm super excited to have a good friend of mine and coworker Julia on today as our guest. And so today we're going to be talking a little bit about holiday stress and also what that looks like when you live with a chronic illness. So Julia, thank you for being on today. And if you could introduce yourself a little to our audience. Yeah, thank you for having me, Liz. I'm so excited. Um, as Liz said, my name is Julia Flaherty. I currently write about diabetes for a living. I'm a digital marketer by trade. That's what I've largely been doing the past seven to eight years of my career. I've recently been a project manager. I love getting my hands in a lot of different things. And I try to live by the phrase of being comfortable with being uncomfortable comfortable. So I try to do things before I'm ready because I feel like it really pushes my character development. So your listeners might know me from my work. So I just want to clarify that all the views and opinions I express during the podcast are my own. Yes. I've been living with type 1 diabetes for 19 years. It'll be 19 this January. And I'm a colleague and friend of Liz's and I'm super excited to be on the podcast today. Yes. And in the show notes, I will put links to her awesome books and planners that you should definitely check out because yeah, Julia is an amazing author and her planners are just absolutely beautiful to look at and probably to use. So I'll oh, check those you. in the show notes. And so to kind of get us started, what is like the most stressful thing about the holidays for you? Yeah. I was thinking a lot about this question, and the first thing that came to mind was feeling like I should be working on something when instead I should focus on resting. So I have a lot of times, and I don't know if this is because of living with diabetes or my personality, it's probably a combination of both of those things. I try to be as present as possible, but my mind is always running like a million miles a minute. So wow. I try to like recognize what's happening and step back as it is. I don't know if that makes sense. It's probably a deeper response yeah. then. Yeah. No, and if you don't mind my asking, do you also have like anxiety or ADHD that you like other things that you feel like contribute to that? I I definitely struggle with anxiety. Yeah. And I think that that is mostly brought on by diabetes, but there's, I mean, life is That's stressful. Hard. There's so much going on. Yeah. It's hard to pinpoint, but diabetes doesn't help is the point. So yes, I think for me, the most stressful thing about the holidays is like two things. Uh, the first is that like most of my family is like scattered. So it's usually always mm -hmm. traveling and I hate traveling yeah. so much. I hate being off my routine. I hate having to plan ahead. And I just don't like traveling. I'm not a traveler. I'm a homebody um, for the most part. And then the other thing is this like sense of everything has to be perfect. Like the meals have to be perfect. I have to look perfect. Um, you know, the moments have to be perfect. And I don't even have kids. And I imagine parents, this is like even harder for parents because they want like the holidays to feel special and 
you know, magical yeah. for their kids too. But yeah, I always stress out about, are we going to get to our destination safely on time? And mm -hmm. did I get the right gifts for these people? You know, am I going to have the right foods? And so I stress, I think my biggest stressor is myself. I stress myself out. Yeah. Trying to, <laughs> Me too. trying to be a perfectionist. And like I was telling you before we started, um, I'm hosting a Christmas dinner this year for the first time. And I, I have not been able to sleep for like the past two weeks, just thinking about it. So I do like anticipatory anxiety of like, okay, what is it going to go like? Here's what can happen. And that of course just stresses me out more. And so for me, it stress impacts me in several different ways. And so I can ask you like, how does stress impact you? And of course your health. Yeah, I totally resonate with what you're saying about traveling. And when you said that, it reminded me that, you know, it's not only being in different places, but the impact that has on blood sugar levels, because the stress of traveling for the holidays can lead to yeah. high blood sugars, low blood sugars, just, um, it has a different impact on everyone. And for me, when I am a really stressed, I do have high blood sugars and I think stress has such a profound impact on everyone's health. So when I feel myself being a really stressed out or like out of control with my diabetes, I try to take those steps back and ask myself, how much activity have I gotten today? How much movement yeah. have I gotten? Because usually when my anxiety is high, because I associate that with stress, even though I guess they're technically different yeah. things. Um, I think it usually boils down to, you know, I have a very sedentary lifestyle for the most part. I sit at a desk and work most of the day. So I really have to push myself to get up and get moving and address that stress through physical activity. Yeah. And one thing I didn't bring up that I think we can both maybe talk about is mm -hmm. I love my family, but sometimes my family is a source of stress because, yeah. <laughs> you know, whether they're hounding you about travel details, what time are you getting here? What do you want to eat? What do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do anything in particular. I just want to hang out with you guys. Like you don't have mm -hmm. to go out of your way to do anything special, but right. I think also in the past couple of years, like there's so many topics that families can be divided on, whether it's politics mm -hmm. or COVID, whether or not they believe in things like that, or you know, it can be super stressful to know that this might be a conversation that might come up and be super uncomfortable. So have you ever dealt with anything like that? And how do you deal with it if you do? I don't know that I have the best way of dealing with it. I yeah. think for okay. me. I don't think anyone does. Yeah, I, I don't really deal with it actively. I guess I try and like pivot those conversations and try and like get everyone on a different topic. So I'm like, you know, regardless of if you have the same views or opinions, do we really need to discuss more stressful things yeah. <laughs> over yeah. the holidays? So I, ha I, I guess I have more of like a coping mechanism, but I try and work yeah. it around. I mean, if that helps, I think that's all that matters, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm super yeah. thankful that my mother-in-law is very good about that. She'll be like, let's not talk about politics. Like now's not the time mm -hmm. to talk about it. And I'll be like, oh, thank God. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's totally valid to 
you know, pivot and redirect the conversation. And I also think it's valid to say very bluntly, like, this is not something I want to talk about. Can we talk about something else? Like acknowledging yeah, that you're comfortable, totally. I think is fair. Um, usually I will make a joke. Like I make jokes when I'm very awkward and uncomfortable. So that's usually my go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Changing the topic or I always go back to food. Like, oh, mm-hmm. does, you know, did, did you try this already? Or who wants dessert? And so I'll, I guess that's kind of another yeah. way of changing the subject, but. Right. Or you like look for a pet in the room. Like I'm going to go oh pet God. the dog now. I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I'm going to go pet yeah. the cat in the corner over there. Usually if I'm at a party, that's where I'm at. You can find me either at the food table or at to the closest animal in the room. That's not a human. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So stress is, it impacts our health more than I think a lot of people understand, especially if you do live with a chronic illness like diabetes. And mm-hmm. that, you know, stress impacts our hormone levels, which then impacts our diabetes and our yeah. health and our immune systems. And so you had mentioned that like diabetes, like what taking care of our diabetes can be a stressor in itself. And so if for anyone who hasn't heard this term, like diabetes distress, diabetes burnout, um, I think just burnout in general for any kind of health related issue is something that we don't talk about enough or that we sometimes don't acknowledge because we feel like, well, this is just something I have to deal with. Like I have no other choice. And although, mm-hmm. although that might be true, like we can't just ignore our diabetes. It yeah. is very much a real thing that we do get diabetes burnout. So can you talk a little bit about what burnout means to you and what that might look like for you? Yeah, so truly burnt out days for me they look like a lot of emotional unwrapping because burnout days kind of hit me all at once because I don't usually recognize it's building as it's happening and then it just caves in. So when I'm really burned out, I usually need first a good nap, not going to lie. There have been times where I've been really burned out about around my boyfriend. I spend the most time with him. We live together and he's really sweet. And we've come to a part in our relationship where we're better at asking one another, do you need advice? Or do you need me to listen? And that question, I feel like goes a long way for me when I'm feeling really burnt out, like having him there and recognizing that I'm hurting, but then also asking me how I prefer this situation to be handled or how I prefer he interacts with me. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, he's gotten me my favorite coffee and drink and on those bad burnout days, I know that sounds cliche, but those little gestures mean a lot. He is. Yeah. yeah. I'm keeping them ladies. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I think just when a loved one like that, someone you're super close to reaches out and it kind of just affirms to me, like this person sees me, they value me, they see what I'm dealing with. They know I'm doing a good job. I'm just having one of those days. Um, So I really look for affirmations on burnout days because when I get burnt out I go to that place where it's like I feel like I'm giving it my all I'm doing everything right and I still feel like crap why am I putting 110% in and I feel like I'm only getting 50 um so I just need like emotional recovery time yeah yeah I totally get that and like for me burnout I've gotten better at learning when I'm getting to that point instead of like yeah. you said, 
you don't realize it until you're there or until you're mm -hmm. way past that point. And um, for me, I, I'm able to realize when I'm starting to burn out when I'm not as excited to do things that I'm normally excited to do. Yeah. Um, when I'm easily irritated and annoyed, yeah. I feel mm -hmm. so bad when I like snap at my husband and we get along really well. Like, yeah. Of course we spend 24, seven, 365. Yes, we're going to yeah. get on each other's nerves, but mm -hmm. I've learned that when that does happen and I'm at that point, I just learned to apologize. Like I tell Jamie, Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. I snapped at you. I'm sorry that I'm angry. This is actually what's going on. It's nothing that you did because I feel like if you don't have that communication and you're not willing to apologize and admit that, okay, this isn't about you. This is something I'm dealing with. Yeah. You really ruin a relationship very easily. If you don't have like that very clear communication. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I've definitely said that to my boyfriend, Matt, before too, and he's usually receptive, but sometimes it's just like, okay, now we need our space because clearly yeah. we're not in a place where we can communicate, but recognizing that is also good too when you should just be doing your own thing. Yeah, and, and for burnout, I think it's also really important to be able to say, I just need some space, whether that's yep with your partner mm -hmm. or with family that you're visiting for the holidays um, or even like with mm -hmm. our own diabetes management. Um, I right. can sometimes get very obsessive, but like constantly checking my apps to see what my sugar levels are. I probably don't need to check it that many times a day. Like it's recording my data. I can check it once a day if I need to, or if it's too, becomes too like obsessively overwhelming. Um, same mm -hmm. with like, if you have to count carbs or things like that, it can be that that can easily lead to burnout when you try to do those things too many times. Yeah, I think when you're burnt out too, it can lead to overcorrecting or overtreating. At least it does for me. So when you said like obsessively checking, I definitely feel that. Yeah. And so what are your tips and tricks for how you manage your stress during the holidays, especially around diabetes? Yeah, I think I've sprinkled this in a little bit. I know everyone's different, um, but for me, when it comes to managing stress around the holidays, I think it's just important to ask, like from a caregiver perspective, what someone living with diabetes needs and then recognizing your own needs, but also being okay that you might not know what your needs are in that moment. And that's yeah. okay too. And like giving yourself that grace. Um, some people don't know what their needs are, whether they're like 30, 40, 50, in their 20s, um, whatever may have you. So I think just reaching out and keeping those channels of communication open, even if it's just saying like, I need to be alone, I need space, really goes a long way rather than just being quiet about it. You know, even when you're really struggling, I think you still need people around you, even if they're just in another room doing their own thing. Um, at least I do. I think the holidays can add to the stressful management mix. So it's just important to be there in the ways that your loved ones most prefer and to meet them where they're at. And also to just let them know that you're there for them. Um, we know that caregiver burnout is real. So there's yeah. an integration to be achieved. But as long as you're willing to put in the work and you know, the love is there for yourself and others, you can definitely find the best ways to heal for you. 
from a burnout period. One thing I just heard recently that like blew my mind was that rest and recovery are not the same thing or rest and recharge Mm. are not the same thing. Like rest is when you're no longer burning the motor and recovery Mm -hmm. is when you add more gasoline to it. And so I really resonated with that because the way that I deal with stress management is I make sure to do things that refill my cup, refill my gas tank essentially is yes. go for hikes. I'll take naps. This is one of my favorite things or, you know, just watch my favorite TV show or favorite movie, especially around the holidays. Like I will watch how the Grinch stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey one, like on repeat if I can. Yeah. Um, I won't do that to Jamie, but I could do it all day. <laughs> and so doing things that bring me joy, that refill my cup is mm-hmm. the best way I think for me to combat stress and making sure that I'm minimizing as much stress as I can. And also just acknowledging the fact that you can't control everything. Like Mm -hmm. to myself, like it's not going to be perfect. It might not work out the way that you planned it, but if nobody dies, that's all that matters. Like, I think that's like the best case scenario. As long as nobody dies, that's (laughs) injured. That's okay. No one cares if one room is a little bit messy. No one cares if turkey's a little bit burnt. As long as long as everyone's happy and healthy, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, I totally agree. I think more people can lean into that phrase and put it to practice. It sounds slightly silly to go to like that extreme of like, okay, did anyone die? But my anxiety, I sometimes need it to go to that extreme because that's where my anxiety goes sometimes. But yeah, right. Yeah. When you're in that really bad place, sometimes you just need to remember like, Hey, I still have it really good. I'm fine. It'll yeah. be okay. Yes. Putting things into perspective is a great mm-hmm. way to help with stress management too. But yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Julia. Um, where can people find you? Oh boy. That's a good question. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> prepare for that one. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, my website is missjflair.com. That's M-I-S-S-J-F-L-A-R.com. Or my book website is rosythet1dwarrior.com. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So feel free to reach out. I'm always open to talk about whatever diabetes topic you want to talk about. Awesome. Thank you. You were amazing. And I will make sure to link all of those in the show notes. So thank you. this podcast was helpful please share it with a friend with a coworker, with a neighbor with a stranger down the road uh, help me spread this knowledge as far as possible because we all sometimes need a friend that's there for us that's looking out for us so stay tuned thanks for listening in and i'll talk to you next time